Maybe, maybe we do that just for the All right, good morning, everybody. We're going to get started. Um, so we'll do a quick recap. We're doing the sugya of Geneva's Das. We had the Gemara Chulin, which is the source of uh, Geneva's Das, uh, which literally means stealing a person's mind, um, which is some kind of tricking or hiding something from them um, or saying one thing when really you mean another. Um, and ultimately what you're doing is fooling them into thinking one thing when that's not really the, what, what happened, right? So you're fooling somebody to think something uh, that, isn't, that doesn't match with the reality. That's called Geneva's Das uh, when you're doing that on purpose. And we had the source of the Isser of Geneva's Das, which is the Gemara mentions that Shmuel. Um, Shmuel said, And we said, where do we learn this from? Because uh, there was a case with Shmuel that he was going across the ferry. Back then, they didn't have uh, Easy Pass or uh, what do we call it here? Express toll uh, that, that clicks. Uh, so what they would do was they would pay something to the, to the attendant, whatever they had on hand. And uh, Shmuel asked his, his shamish, his attendant, to pay the ferryman. Uh, and he gave him either a shechted chicken, uh, sorry, a non-shechted chicken, and the ferryman thought that it was shechted, that it was a proper kosher chicken. And a proper kosher chicken, chicken takes a lot more work uh, to traber, uh, well, not to traber chicken, but to, to salt it, uh, shecht it properly, uh, check the lungs. Uh, so you have all these extra steps that are needed for a shechted chicken. The ferryman thought like, wow, kosher, this, this Jew is giving me a kosher chicken. He valued it at a lot more, even though to him it makes no difference. Uh, but that was considered Geneva's Das. Shmuel held that that was Geneva's Das. Or it was a wineskin, and the ferryman thought it was undiluted wine, when really it was diluted wine. Uh, so we ha- and then we came out that even, the Gemara continues, um, that even if you're stealing somebody's Das, and you're, n- and you're not gaining anything from it, right? It's like you're inviting somebody over for Shabbos when you know he's not going to come for the meal, or he thinks that you're opening up a wine barrel special for him and you're giving him a great kavod when really you sold the wine barrel and you're going to open it up tomorrow anyways. You're just making him think that you're opening it up for him. Uh, so in both of those cases, also Geneva's Das is Aser. That's what the Gemara comes out with. Then on the next page, we had the Ritva. Uh, and the Ritva takes this to the extreme uh, when it comes to Geneva's Das. He holds that Geneva's Das is Aser der Raisa. Right? So it's a Torah prohibition, uh, Geneva's Das, and it's included in the Pasuk of Loisig Naivu. Right? So when the Pasuk says, Loisig Naivu, Veloisig Chachashu, Veloisig Shakru, Ishbamito, it's referring to Loisig Naivu when it says, Don't steal. Geneva's Das is included in stealing. Right? Ritva holds there's no difference between stealing a person's money, his resources, or stealing his, his mind, his knowledge. Right? They're both the same, they're both equal. Uh, and therefore, Ritva holds on the most extreme of all the Rishonim that Geneva's Das is Aser de Oraisa, right? Forbidden de Oraisa. Very, very strict, very strong uh, that the Ritva holds. And not only that, but he holds Geneva's Das on a non-Jew is also Aser de Oraisa. Even though the Pasuk says Ish Ba'amitai, right? It says Loisig Noivu, Loisachachashu, Loisachachru, Ish Ba'amitai at the end. Ish Ba'amitai means man to his friend, meaning Jew to Jew. Right? But the Ritva says, no, 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 no. If the Pasuk meant to be going on, when it says Ish Bamito, it's only Jew to Jew, when it gives that limitation, that exclusion, if it only meant 
uh, to be going on a Jew, then it would, if it also meant to be going on Lysig Naivu, on the Isser of not stealing, then it would have said Lysig Naivu Ish Me Amito, or Ish Le Amito. But the fact that the Pasuk says Ish Be Amito, that indicates that the Ish Be Amito exclusion only goes on Lysa Shakru and Lysa Chachashu, not deceiving somebody, right? Not if they ask you to swear in court. Uh, and you lie falsely, that's the Isser of Leisa Chachashu. Um, and Leisa Shakru is also lying, uh, I believe, in a court. Uh, but yeah, we extend it to other areas also, but uh, definitely in a court setting. Um, so that's where the limitation of, of Ish Be'amito is going, because it says Ish Be'amito, and Ish Be'amito doesn't fit with the prohibition of Leisig because you can't steal man in his friend, right? That wouldn't make sense. Therefore, the limitation of Ish Bamito is only going on the later part of the Pasuk. And on the beginning part of the Pasuk, which is the Isser of Lai Signaivu, that's going on everybody. And therefore, Lai Signaivu is an Isser Daraisa to steal from a, from a non Jew. It's Isser Daraisa. And not only that, but stealing his Das is also going to be an Isser Daraisa. So Ritva is the Rishon, who's the most extreme when it comes to the Isser of, um, of Geneva's Das. He holds Aser der Raisa, first of all, right? Includes that in the prohibition of Lysik Naivu. And not only that, but even stealing from a non, even Geneva's Das of a non-Jew is also Aser der Raisa. Uh, because the, the exclusion of, of, um, of Ishbamito is not going on the part of the Pasuk that says Lysik Naivu. That's how the Ritzvah comes out. Then we had the Minchas Chinuch. Uh, and the Minchas Chinuch holds, he differentiates between Gezelas Akum and Genevas Akum. And he says that Gezelas Akum is going to be only forbidden Midir Abanan. But when it comes to Genevas Akum, then it's going to be Aser Der Raisa. Uh, so Minchas Chinuch also holds that Genevas Akum could be Aser Der Raisa. He doesn't necessarily discuss Genevas Das of Akum. Right? So there we don't know, but when it comes to, to Geneva, uh, when it comes to stealing from a non-Jew, he holds that if, it's, if you're doing it in a sneaky way, uh, then it's going to be Aser Deraisa. If you're doing it in an open way, then it's only Aser Derabana. Um, and because he holds it's a Midigurua that the Torah doesn't want, uh, that was the, the Minchas Chinach. Okay, so now we're up to page 41, uh, where we get up to the Shulchan Arach Harav. Uh, and the Shulchan Arach Harav is going to have more of a middle ground, right? We had the Ritva, which is the extreme case. Uh, now we're going to have Shulchan Aruch Harav, who's going to hold more of a middle ground. Uh, and then we're going to see other Rishonim that are much lighter when it comes to Geneva's Das, that it's not Isser Deraisa, maybe not even a Derabanan, maybe it's just uh, in, like a, more of a Midos thing or something like that. Uh, so let's see the Shulchan Aruch Harav, page 41. Uh, we have Halacha Yeralef. He says, V'chol din uh, this whole din of Aina, which is um, ripping somebody off, is only with, a, with, a, with another Jew. But a non-Jew who makes a mistake on the worth of an item, right? And he wants to pay you $100 for your $20 uh, hot dog casing uh, box. Uh, or he makes a mistake with the worth of a coin, right? You give him uh, $100 uh, US, uh, Aussie. And he thinks that it's $100 US, right? So he's, he's making a mistake with how much value you're giving him. You don't have to correct him on the mistake, right? So what that would mean is you're in a store. They're checking up an item. There's two tags on it. One says $13.99 and the other one says $26.99. Uh, and you know that the $13.99 is a mistake because they had a big sign that said $26.99 on that shirt. 
Uh, so and the guy rings it up and he sees the 1399 and he scans that tag instead of the 2699. Uh, so according to the Shulchan Acharav, you wouldn't have to answer Claudia. You don't have to make a. You don't have to let him know that he made a mistake. Because the limitation of the pasuk is only achiv, your brother, but not a non-Jew. But the Shulchan Aruch says, not so fast. But you can actually mess him up, right? So that's only he put the wrong price tag in the store, and then he rings it up. It was his mistake. It was the non-Jew's mistake. So you don't actually have to let him know. But uh, you can't actually trip him up, and you can't uh, make him make a mistake. Uh, like we're going to explain in Hilchas Gezela. Any, any trickery or fooling somebody, anything asura is asura when it comes to mekach uh, when it comes to sales. Even if it's a non-Jew, if you have a mum in your item, you have to let the person know, the buyer, right? which would apply. You're selling a car, and you know it has transmission problems or uh, the arm is messed up or something like that, that's considered a mum uh, in your animal, right? No difference between mum and your animal and you know that there's major internal problems where he wouldn't, wouldn't want to buy it. Uh, so you have to let the buyer know that's considered a mum. It's a... Huh? Yeah, even if he doesn't ask. Yeah, because uh, that's Geneva's das. Of, uh, you're making him think it's... Oh, the, that the buyer has to check into it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but here you... But why would that be different than a mum of an animal? Um, I'm saying, unless you say mum of an animal, there was no way of them checking back then. <laughs> but if you knew that there was a mum of an animal, you have to let them know. So you're saying here there's due diligence and they could really check into, they could check into the car themselves. Uh, but they're also, they're assuming that because you got to check at the end of the year, uh, you have a registration on it that it's been checked out. I believe that if it's something they would check out, uh, meaning something that would prevent them from, meaning if it's something normal, right? Like every car has, you know, a wear and tear, and it has issues, and the engine mount is going to go in a year. Uh, but if it's like a major internal issue, like the car is <laughs> going to break. What? Yeah, evox. Yeah, it's not a major internal issue. So then, like something that's not accepted that a person would, would want to would buy a car like that. Uh, so then you would have to let him know. Something that is accepted that a person would buy a car like that. And that's normal that there's going to be things that are going in a year or two. So then that would be okay. Let's say I feel like cars on, on the decline, like in two or three years it's going to stop working, but I'm selling it at its price. Yeah, but it may not. Uh, yeah, so two or three years down the line, I think that's something normal. Uh, yeah, it's accepted. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so that would all be... Uh, so according to Shulchan Aruch Harav, if, if it's causing him an actual financial loss, so then it doesn't make a difference. Uh, Jew, non-Jew, uh, they're both going to be they're both. No, no, if a guy owns a car, you're saying it's a car for a guy. Uh, Does that make a difference? Uh, so uh, car salesman is a shady business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like part of the job is you gotta you gotta sell people, uh, even though you know there might be issues and uh, or you know they're not getting the best price. 
Uh, so it's a little bit, they call it like a slimy, a slimy job. Uh, and used car salesmen, <laughs> they, they get a bad rap. Uh, so there would be a lot of halachic issues with, with being uh, a used car salesman. Uh, that's why we, you, you should definitely go through the sugyas and look into it. So everything will be a, like upmarking the car will be different. That's a, a no question, right? Like more than uh, charging more than a sixth of the market value. Uh, and then you get hiding issues is going to be another issue. What's considered a mom, what's not. You're selling a car to another guy, but if you do the Geneva Stars, then you're still doing the Geneva Stars, even though... Right, right, exactly, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, on that point. Like, let's say you're a real estate agent, and you know there's something that no one can find out, but there's like a free right. council, so I don't know what Yeah, that there's uh, internal issues, and it's going to pass inspection, uh, so then, yeah, it would also be. When you spoke about um, the incorrect marking of a, of a tag, let's say, $13, $26, right? So don't you have a big eye if you point it out to him, and you get a, like, you point it out to him, going to say, oh, look, Jews. Yeah, yeah. So then you make it, yeah, you have an opportunity yeah. for Kiddush Hashem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I tend to do that. Like when they, like often in calls, they'll miss an item or only mark two. And then you look at the end. Uh, so it's a Kiddush Hashem for you to point it out. What, it's going to cost you five, ten bucks. You know, not a big deal in the long run. Uh, to make a Kiddush Hashem for ten dollars. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so when it comes challenging is when it's a $4,000 issue. <laughs> um, okay. It just came up for me, actually. I, my laptop broke, and my, my son threw my laptop in the bathtub. So now, can I call the warranty and just. I called the warranty. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was under warranty or not. Um, and then the guy comes to, the guy, they send the guy to fix it. I didn't tell them it fell in the bathtub. I just said, whatever, the laptop's not working. Guy comes, checks it out. He sees their screen damage, and he's like, oh, I thought it was uh, covered under, they have, um, what's it called? Ac accidental work. protection. Uh, I usually get the accidental protection, but here it was, uh, I bought it used, so the previous guy, I don't think he had accidental protection, but kids, so the guy came and he came to fix it, and he said, oh, there's water damage, I'm not sure water damage, but I'll fix it anyways. Uh, it, water damage is covered, and then I checked it up, there's no accidental protection on, on the laptop. So he ordered a brand new motherboard, probably costing them $800 uh, to fix, uh, and turns out that I didn't have accidental protection, so now... One was, was I allowed to do that in the first place, right? Just say that it's broken. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to get into a, the next sugya, which is going to be, um, can I say, you made the mistake yourself, uh, and I, I didn't trip you up. You, I just, had he asked you, you would have had to say. Well, yeah, exactly. Had he asked, I would have said. there was water damage. I mean, water damage <laughs> comes start, obviously, because water was exposed to water. Yeah. He knew yeah, that. He still fix it. Right, right, but he doesn't care because he's only the repairman. So for him, it doesn't matter. He's not the company. Uh, so he already came in. Uh, so this is all whole Geneva's Das. What? He could fix it. Could he? fix it? Yeah, yeah, he fixed it. Uh, but now I'm feeling guilt now that I'm going through this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so... Okay, so we have this case of Kol Mermer Shabbat Masura B'Mekach Humemkar Filu L'Nachri Kigonim Yesh B'Mum B'Mekach Yitzchak L'Adir You have to make him known L'Lokeach Af Al Pi Shehu Nachri Sh'arei Zemateu V'Goy Nevdaitai Im Eino Modio 
It's just like stealing from a person. So the Shulchan Aruch HaRav is saying that if you're causing a person by your Gneva's Das a financial loss, then it's for sure included in the regular Isra of, of Gezel. No difference, stealing money from a person or tricking his Das in order to get more money from him. In both cases, you're gaining money by stealing either his Das and making him willingly pay you or by actually taking the money from him. No difference. Both of them, you're extracting money from the person in a false way. Uh, and so, therefore, the Shulchan Arav learns uh, that Asr min Geneva's Das when there's financial gain. But let's see Yud Beis when there's no financial gain. Says, Yud Beis, uh, says the Shulchan Arav in Yud Beis, Even to steal his Das in something where it's not going to cause him a financial loss. Now it's only Asr Darabanan. So he doesn't hold like the Ritva that any case of Geneva's Das is Asr Daraisa. He holds that when you're causing him a financial loss, then you're extracting money in a false way. That's going to be Asr Daraisa. But when you're, being Geneva, when you're doing Geneva's Das in a way that's not going to cause him a financial loss, then it's only Medivir Sofim, it's only Isr Darabanan. And that's the case of Shmuel, right? The case of Shmuel, there was no financial loss that he was causing the ferry driver. Uh, or when you invite somebody over for Shabbos uh, or a meal and you know he's not going to come over, the Gemara, the Gemara said, Asr. And what the Shulchan Aruch HaRav is learning, what that means is that's a Isr Medivri Seifrin that they added on uh, to steal somebody's das in a way where it's not causing him a financial loss. So common, the customer says, which one should I buy? Which one's the best value? You always want to sell them the one you make the most money on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do it, can you? Yeah. Uh, they say, look, you make the best value for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, like, it's much more it's difficult than people think. People underrate like how difficult it is to be a proper yid yashus in the in the workforce. Like you, you have, you have to take losses like every day, pretty much. It, suit salesman, which one looks best on me? Really, you just want him to get out of the store so you can get on the next customer. You know? Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, or the most profitable suit, or the one you can't get rid of. Uh, yeah, this one is really trendy right now. The plaid. <laughs> yeah. What happens if you have a super? Like, if it was a reasonable some kind of. You would buy it if it was within the. Well, given the gear, the price and the gear. Yeah, so you have to be really honest. Yeah. I tell my children they're going to the shop, tell the salesperson I'm just looking. Yeah. yeah, so if you tell them you're just looking, I'm browsing, I'm uh, browsing trying things on. Yeah, but they understand, like, people are coming in, buying, and then and they accept it. One is because they have no way of filtering it out. So I, I think on their end, it's they, they accept that people are doing that. Yeah, it's pretty uh, common, pretty common. And it's very common, like, especially nowadays with everything available online for cheaper. They know people come in and they're, they're checking out things. So I, I'm not sure. Yeah, if, you, if you're going in as if you're going to buy it, 
right? And uh, yeah, exactly. And trying it on, which one looks better than me? So then, yeah, you're taking the person's time and you're fooling him to think that you're really going to buy this item. Uh, but if it's, you know, I'm just browsing, so they want people browsing in their store because ultimately people make decisions and maybe you find that you couldn't get it cheaper online and you're going to end up buying it or something like that. So then it would be mutter. Uh, but Mr. Garandasi is saying it might not be fully yashras. Uh, so it, yeah, it really depends how much, you, if you're fooling them into thinking that you're going to buy it or if the person accepts that you're, you're just browsing. Uh, but if you're really fooling them into thinking you're buying it, so then, yeah. So, Yeah. This happens all the time. Yeah. And it's trips, like yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. They take it back. They take the freight and everything. They yeah. take them in America. People buy 25 dresses. Yeah. The next morning, 24 go back. Yeah. Yeah. It happens, it happens in Australia. But the, yeah. It costs them a lot to restock the. Amazon wants that though. Because Amazon ends up making a lot of money from people. Uh, this is what I've heard, that they end up making a lot of money from people. They end up keeping it, or they're too lazy well, to return it. Yeah. And companies are starting to charge more per item, take more of a profit, because uh, their margins have to be better to cover the, the returns. And they'll write no questions asked return policy. And what that means is, we want, you can buy as many as you want and return. Uh, some companies don't want that. Like I once ordered a lot of uh, uh, outdoor gear and then I ended up returning a lot to this company CR Trading Post. Uh, and they wrote to me, I, I spoke to them on the phone and they said like, oh, we don't like when people return half the items that they bought. Uh, so I stopped doing it <laughs> with that company. But a lot of companies lose money. Well, yeah. Big companies lose money. Big companies like David Jones lose money. Exactly. Uh, on restocking, on really? restocking. Any restocking. They can choose to not have a refund policy. There's an exception that someone can have a legitimate change of mind. Like, you know, you bought a shirt, I don't know, a woman bought a dress, tried it on the high velvet, you know, hates it, whatever, returns it, that's, that's fine. But I think when people go, and I've met people who do this, like, literally buy 10 things, they only plan on having two or three for the next two social events they're going to, and they return seven. Yeah, yeah. There's no intention, right, to have 10 to start with. Yeah. And I mean, for sure to use the item, yeah. right? So here you're well, gaining and you're causing them a loss. And then, <laughs> and then return them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people do that with Costco. They have like an amazing return policy. They use the item for the month that they need it for the event. Then they return it afterwards. So that's not But if a store has a change of mind, <laughs> that, that just because you change your mind, yeah, they're so, so, so if they have that, then... If you change it, it depends on, I think it depends on your original intention. So if you, change, right. if you had a subjective intention to buy 10 items, and you thought, oh, I need 10 shirts, right? right? And then you, but you can never have the original intention, you always say, oh, I, I can't figure out which of these 10 shirts looks best to me, I need two shirts. I'm going to buy all 10, try them on a client because I can't be bothered going to the store, and I'll return eight. It's not really a change of mind. It's a, it's you did it with that just, intention. Just yeah. Questionable action. So does, the, does, does the business want you to do that? I don't think so. so. Sometimes they do, because that's their, that's how they encourage people to still buy online, even though yeah. they might, you know, for, traditionally you'd go into a store to try it on. Yeah. Uh, number one, number two, you might pay return freight. Number three, they might inflate the price to account for these, these. You'd have to inflate the price. Yeah, they generally do. They, the 
like Amazon, we'll look at a macro scale, right? If we offer no risk, right? People buy are more have more of a tendency to buy it when there's no risk, right? They could always return it, uh, so it helps people click through, so they get a lot more buys, and then. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Right. They consistently returning all their stuff. Yeah. And it was like legitimately suspect I had to also return a pair of shoes for someone, if the shoes were damaged or whatever. And I did this like three or four times for some like unusual shoe they want. Got an email from eBay saying you're returning too much, like what's what's going on? Mm. People were like, and this was like a legitimate, like the item was actually dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, so that's the Shulchan Rav, that it's the Raisa. If you're causing him a loss, if you're not causing him a loss, and he gives examples, kagon limchor lo basar nevela, becheska shruta, if you're giving him a nevela, even though he's a non-Jew, giving him a nevela, like it's a shruta, not causing him any kind of loss, but he thinks that you, that you went through a lot of work to give this to him. He says, even one word that you change, uh, and you say, uh, this is magnificent, uh, I don't know, you, add, you add some kind of adjective uh, that pumps up the product, uh, but it's a smooth tongue, das, or stealing their mind, or doing an action for them, uh, pretending like you did something for them, but really you did it for another purpose. That is because they're, uh, they're owing you gratitude now. They're giving you extra, uh, extra significance and thanks and gratitude uh, because of the good that you did for them. So we have the Shulchan Al-Kharav now. That's kind of straddling both opinions, right? Not uh, deraisa or Dirabanan. It depends on the scenario. If you cause them a loss, then that's Mamish Geneva of the Pasuk. That's Leisig Naivu. Uh, and because you cause them a loss, you're extracting money from him in a, a, a deceitful way. Going to be Asa deraisa. But if you're only doing it where it's not causing a loss, so then it's only going to be Dirabanan uh, because he's giving you uh, extra Hakar Satov or something like that based on the Gnevis Das that you did. Okay, so now we have the Shulchan Harav. Let's move on to the Rambam. Uh, so the Rambam, if you take a look at the top of the page, uh, you'll see that it's in Hilchas Deus, right? Hilchas Deus, uh, people translate differently, uh, but Rabbi Yitzhak Berkowitz, my favorite translation of Deus, is attitudes, right? It's the attitudes that a person should develop uh, so it's the Beinadam Le'atzmo, that a person's supposed to work on. Uh, so the Rambam includes this halacha in Hilchas Deus, the halachas of attitudes, uh, in Beinadam Le'atzmo, that a person's supposed to work on. Um, and this is Parag Beis, where he goes through all the Beinadam Le'atzmos that a person's supposed to work on in regards to speech. So he goes through, uh, this is Lashon Hara, uh, and smooth talk, and downplaying, or upplaying things. Um, not talking honestly, right? So all that is going to be included in Perak Bays of the Rambam. Uh, and we have here an halacha vav. A person can't uh, be noic to, for smooth talking and to, to fool people. Right? And he shouldn't say one thing uh, in his mouth and another thing in, in his heart, right? Meaning he feels one way and he's saying something else. Toho kabaro, his inside should be like his outside. That's a borrowed lashon from the from the Gemara, uh, and that's by the way ties into this week's parsha, right? Esav, uh, he would uh, he would trick Yaakov Avinu and say, "How can I tie the the salt?" Yitzchok. Trick Yitzchok. 
Esav would trick Yitzchak, and he would say, how can I tithe the salt? Uh, so he, he, he wasn't knowing this, and Rashi says that Ishtam by Yaakov Avinu, that means Tocho Kabaro, that his inside was like his outside, and Piva uh, Liboshama. That's when he wore the... Ah, ah, except for when he wore the coat. He did trickery. So this is all going to have to tie in, right? How is Yaakov Avinu uh, able to do that? We'll have to go through. Uh, there's a piece from Yaakov Emden on it uh, that we'll have to go through. Uh, so, so, yeah. So a person can't say one thing, mean another thing. What you mean in your heart is what you should speak in your mouth. Can't steal the das of other people. Even a, even a non-Jew. Uh, and then he explains, Kesar lo yimchor lenachri basa nevela b'makom basa shchuta. The case that we mentioned below, minal shemesa b'makom minal shel shel shchuta. Velo yisrahev bechaver shiyocha etzel. Don't invite people over for Shabbos. Vehu yodesh sheino ocha, but he knows he's not going to actually eat by you. Velo yar belo betakruvos. Vehu yodesh sheino makabel. Don't. Um, don't uh, give him gifts if you know that he's not going to accept them. Just uh, you know, befriend him uh, and ma- make him and spark a reciprocity uh, feeling toward you. And don't open the barrels which you need to open anyways. By anything similar to that. He adds even one word. Mouth of MS um, intentions that are good and pure. Mikol Amal Vahavos, a person's uh, everything that he does should be with pure intentions. Um, and a very yashus, uh, straight way of, of talking and, um, and conducting himself. So we have over here that the Rambam is including this not as like an Isser in Geneva, right? It, he doesn't put it in Hilchas Gzela, right? He has a whole, sec- he has a whole uh, chelak on Geneva Vigzela, but no, the Rambam includes it in Mada, which is more of an attitude. Well, yeah, yeah, Ben Adam La'atzma. It's not Ben Adam Achavero, right? Geneva and Gezela is Ben Adam Achavero. Character refinement. Yes, so this is more of a character refinement. So we see that the Rambam held that the Geneva's Das, when the Gemara talks about Geneva's Das, no, it's not included in, right, even if your mom is causing a person, well, actually, here he's not talking about mom is causing a person a loss, right? None of these cases were actually causing him a loss. Uh, but where it doesn't cause him a loss, so then it's not, a, it's not even a dirabanan, really. It's more of an attitude that the Torah wants you to develop. Uh, and it's not a, not a yashas dika thing. It's not a proper dika thing. Um, and therefore, it'll come more into, uh, I guess, a hashkafic kind of realm. That's what it seems like the Rambam's putting it on there. And again, the Rambam's only bringing cases where it's not causing him a loss. If it's causing him a loss, it could be he'll hold deraisa, derabanan. It might be included in Lysik Naivu. Where it doesn't cause him a loss, though, he knocks it down. Right, whereas the Shulchan Aruch held it was the Rabbanan, Rambam saying, no, it's more of a Ben Adam La'atzmo thing, and it comes into uh, being yashar, and, and speaking honestly, uh, and being forthright with your, uh, with your thoughts and intentions. Uh, so over here we have, uh, the, so far, three opinions that we had. We had the Ritva, 
Uh, everything's Dararaisa, causing him a loss, not causing him a loss. It's all included in their Dararaisa Blaisig Nebu. We have the Shulchan Al-Harav, who kind of straddles both. It depends if you're causing him a loss or not. And then we have the Rambam, who holds if you're not causing him a loss, then it's not even their Rabbanan. It's going to come more into um, a Hashkafek thing. What about, um, so. I mean, this is an uncomfortable one, but like tax. Yeah. Like, Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not qualified to answer properly. Uh, I have heard a few shiurim on it, uh, and it depends if it's something that nobody would uh, would declare, like babysitting money or uh, you know something small that you're doing. Uh, then to to not include it would be okay. That's the normal thing to do. Again, if you want to be like proper yashar and everything goes on the books, uh, then call like a vote, right? Like the person should definitely strive to be, you know, 100% yashar in everything that he does. Uh, but if it's something like a full business that you're running, that's mom is shady, uh, that also comes into dina de Sedina, right? If the, the din that the government makes, how much of an effect does that have? It might depend if it's Eretz Yisrael, non-Eretz Yisrael. Uh, we could get into that sugya as well. Uh, but Pasha's wheel, Dino de Makosidina, it's a real din, and then you'd be stealing from the, from the, 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 the Dina, right? you'd be stealing from the government. Uh, so then it would get into a real Gazela problem, um, as opposed to if you hold, no, nah, these kind of things, they don't expect to declare, uh, so it would depend. Okay, let's say babysitting money, well, some people do, like, let's say they'll rent out a room in their house. So that's already significant money, it could be like 300 bucks a week. Yeah. But it's the type of thing that no one really declares. Okay, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> Good having you. Huh? 